Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 14 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. 14, 14. Dude, I'm having so much more fun doing this than I could have even imagined. Me too. And I, 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 like when you, Jeremy said, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I said, yes, but I don't have any idea how to do it. And you said. I do. Yeah. So, you know, I feel, I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's all my favorite, as you heard last week. <laughs> all of your favorite things. <laughs> um. Dude, I'm so excited. So I've mentioned 14 billion times, like part of the experience conference, uh, I got to produce it last year. Um, and as far as I know, they're going to ask me to produce it again this year. Mm. I mean, I may find out differently, but I get to leave here on Sunday and head out to Dallas, Texas for meetings for the conference. Nice. So it's you, so much fun because there's, there? it, it's all, there? um, so it's just, we hang out. The guy that started the experience conference, uh, his name is Al Denson. You can look him up. He had some songs back in the eighties. Uh, and so. Oh, yeah. Be the one, baby. Will you be the one? I don't even know if that's the melody. That's the all I know. Answer to his call. (laughs) So, uh, but he's the one that had the whole idea behind the experience conference. Um, And then also he used to put on Night of Joy and things like that. And so he's got this ginormous ranch in Dallas, Texas. And so there's probably about 50 of us all together between the executive team of the conference and all the ministry team members. And we get out. We'll evaluate a little bit of last year's conference, um, and then we'll talk about the conference coming up. And it's a lot of just bonding and spending time together. And then, like Al's, like, like it's just a grown-up child. And so we'll go out in the ranch and we're shooting things and riding four wheelers, and it's just it's a good time. And so I've made a lot of really good friends. Uh, some of my closest friends have come from the experience conference, and uh, so it'll just be good to connect. And we'll get to see uh, I get to see my good friend Scott Longyear. Uh, who was our oh, first big uh, interview? Dude. We'll get to hang out for a couple of days. And long year is the man. Yeah, there, there might love be more long dude. year coming onto the podcast, dude. I love that dude. He's a good dude. He is. He just has a way of ma- making the the words of the, the the Bible so relatable. Oh my gosh! Yes, such a gifted speaker, man. So, and he is funny. As gosh, he's so funny. And I'll, I'll throw it out there. Look, I listen to them almost every week. Um, if you go look for Maryland Community Church in your app stores, they've got an app and you can listen back to their sermons. Great way to just supplement. Don't let that become your only place that you're, you know, go to church. Mm-hmm. Like if your butt's not in a pew, go to church. Um, but if you want to use it as a good supplement, man, Maryland Community Church and what Scott Longyear is doing there, it's fantastic. So he also has he also has this Scott's Daily Word, and S- Scott is just spelled with one T. So Scott's Daily Word. It's a one minute micro podcast that he every day at nine o'clock a.m. Eastern time he would say God's time. Uh, you you can sign up for Scott's Daily Word. Uh, it's just a one minute quick hit, uh, and it's. It's powerful, man. And it's sponsored by World Vision, so it's got to be legit. Right. Absolutely, right? man. World Vision? You kidding yeah. me? Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. If you could go back in time and go see any band live in concert, who would you go see? Mm. Does it have and to it, be Christian? It does not have to be Christian. It could be if that's what you're, but like literally, who, if you could go back in time and see one band, who would you go see? Um, well, you know, I confessed early on Steve Miller, the Steve Miller band was like my, that's my jam. I would love to see, you know what? I would love to go back and see the Bee Gees. Really? I know. I know. But dude, hit machines, man. If you go back and listen, like, just look at the titles of their greatest hit CD. Holy moly. Um, I would love to do that, you know, from the Christian world. Um, Oh man, certainly, you know, our friend Sandy Patty, who's going to be coming on the podcast sometime. I could see her back in the day, you know, the Imperials, Russ Taft, really trumpet of Jesus. Oh man. Yeah. What about you? That's, um, screamo. No, it wouldn't actually be. I think if I could go back to see anybody, 
I would like to have seen Journey with Steve Perry at mm. his pinnacle. Because um, let's let's oh, be yeah. honest, Steve Perry is the greatest rock vocalist of all time. Dude, it, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody better. That's for sure. And, I would and say "Don't Stop Believing" is the number one downloaded song of all time. Goodness, at least my it was. top, my top three male vocalists of all time would be number one, Steve Perry. Number two, um, oh, I can't think of his name. The dude from Queen. Oh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Right. And then number three, Lou Graham from Foreigner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those are dude. Those are my dudes right there. And okay, I think they're the best. You know what I love? I what I love about Adam Sandler and the movies that he makes is so often he brings back songs like this, like he brought back <laughs> like "Kiss You All Over" from Foreigner and "Happy Gilmore" and so many great tunes, man. Um, yeah, those that's those are three excellent. Excellent lead vocals. That's who man. I would go see. So, hey, Worship Leader Probs Nation, we just want you to know, hang on tight, because there are some things happening behind closed doors. We're about to rock your faces off. Yes, we are. And look, there's some things you can do to help us. Okay. 100%. You can get us to 50K on Instagram. We're almost 34, 35,000, something like that. It's It's a... It's a walk in the park from there. Tag Absolutely. your friends. Tag your fellow worship leaders, the people you serve with at your church. Um, we're working hard to make sure that the content on the Instagram page is relatable to to a, a really wide variety of people, uh, players and singers and production people and all of the all the all those kinds of people. We're really working hard at that. If you've got ideas yeah. for that, DM us by all means. Um, so, but we need your help. We need here's you a submitting. quick here's a quick idea. Yeah, like we have, we we have a couple thousand worship leaders that are listening to this podcast right now as we speak. You know, Wednesday night, Thursday night, you're having rehearsal. It's easy. You just go. I want everybody to stop right now and take out your cell phone, open up Instagram, and go to at worship leader probs, and I want you to hit follow right now. Boom. If all of you guys did it, we'd be at fifty thousand like nothing, and then we can unveil who Mister Probs is. I'm so nervous about that. Don't be nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous by nature. I'm naughty by nature. <laughs> Cue the Jen smile meme. Yeah, we. I don't. I don't know if we've given her enough good content lately, but she can. She can do something with that. But well, hey, we are just so thankful for you guys that listen, and so uh, we're about to get into our MVP portion. And so, if you would like us to um, talk about your MVPs right here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Super easy. You can hit us up at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Give us their name, a photo, why you believe they should be um, nominated, and um, their their Instagram handle. And we would love to, to go through those and pick. And we will, on the air, we will recognize them. And uh, you can also go to our website, www.info at, golly, I screw it up every single time. <laughs> www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Well, all right, Mr. Probs, why don't we take a moment and recognize our MVPs? Cool, man. Well, who do you have this week, Mr. Probs? Well, first up, our volunteer MVP is a lady named Maggie Corthell. Maggie serves at Mount Pleasant Christian Church in Greenwood, Indiana. She was nominated by Sarah Horman. Uh, Maggie is a percussionist on the team and plays nearly every weekend uh, of the year. Uh, she's one of the most joyful people you'll ever meet. Uh, bakes cookies every Saturday, Ooh. right? How about I wonder that? Wonder she'd be willing cookies to relocate every Saturday to Florida and brings breakfast on Sunday as well. Wow. Um, she leads the communion prep team, um, and they have communion every weekend. Wow. And she also serves in the children's ministry. What Dang. a busy late, right? Man, Every, everyone that. needs a Maggie. Everybody needs a Maggie. So Maggie is the Dang. definition of MVP. Maggie, Yay. we salute you. We salute you. you. <laughs> Our staff MVP is Reef Kessler. Oh. Reef serves at First Baptist Church, Kyleen, Texas. Um, Reef is a worship pastor with a deep love for people, pursues excellence in everything he does. He's a great conductor, uh, very quick wit, 
Um, and this person who nominated him anonymously, they'd said they love serving on the team under his leadership. So Reef and Maggie, we, we salute, we salute you. you. So I actually know Reef, um, which is so cool. Reef serves on the the uh, experience conference team with me. Guys, Reef is hilarious. Um, I'm, on Facebook, whenever like the big Marvel movies comes out, he'll always will he'll have he'll put something up like, "Here are my thoughts," you know, spoiler alert, and then there'll be like a hundred comments going through and just having these awesome conversations about like Marvel movies and Star Wars movies, and he's just he's hilarious. And so I, I'm thank you for uh, whoever it is out there that anonymously uh, nominated Reef. Uh, he's a good dude and well deserving of the honor. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Texas is representing in the MVP man i know man it's so big it is a big it's massive all right well let's move into our prayer concerns you know this section just reminds me people are crazy people can be so crazy right people be crazy people be crazy so i got two i got two today awesome Uh, here's number one for the production guys out there. It just says, I'm reminded that sound is used as a form of torture in some countries. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Lord have mercy. That's, that's incredible. Lord have mercy. So I don't know if you know this, but, um, I'm looking at the show flow that we type up before we get into it. And it says on here, I'm reminded that sound is used as a form of torture. <laughs> Some countries. <laughs> torture. T-U-R-T-U-R-E. Sometimes Mr. Prob's brain doesn't work as fast as his fingers do. Oh, I just thought maybe Medea wrote this for us. <laughs> torture. <laughs> Medea. <laughs> uh, oh, my Lord. Okay, number two. Okay. It says, I wish our church would be televised so I could stay home and watch it. I don't like a lot of people that go here and I'd just rather not see them. My Lord, man, I would love to tell you that I am creative enough to make that up, but I am not. That literally oh came in gosh. just like that. That is fan. I don't like a lot of people that go there and I just rather not even see him. I mean, <laughs> if that is not the love of Christ, then I just don't know what is. Right, right. Holy moly. That's wowzers. Yowza. Well, hey, we'd love for you to share your prayer concerns with us. Um, and so if you want, take a picture of either the card it came in. Um, and again, you can hit us at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. You can send it into us on the DMs. And our promise to you, we'll never use your name, your church's name. It will stay completely anonymous. And so thanks to big thanks to those of you who have uh, been willing to share something with us. And so this leads us into the last portion of, of the podcast before we jump into our interview with Stephen Miller, um, and that's uh, sliding into the DMs. So we love jumping into the DMs of Instagram and looking at all the questions. And I want to just say, first off, thank you for trusting us. Um, There are many times where there are funny things that are shared with us or comments to a meme that we've made. But there's also times where there's been people who are looking for advice or need prayer. Um, And so we're just very thankful that you would think to turn to us and it means the world to us. And what we want you to know is we don't take that lightly. Um, If if, if we type back and we, we respond with, hey, we're praying for you, I can promise you we are praying for you. Um, and so we're just thankful for you guys, the listeners. And so this week, it's it's not quite as serious uh, as of a question that we normally have. But go ahead, Mr. Browse. What do you got? Okay, this week, is a, this is an important one. What is your favorite green room snack? You know, you're hanging out with your team before service, snacking, you know, or yeah. maybe if you're a multiple service church you know we ask our team to sit through the message one of the services we we don't expect our uh, team to sit through every message and so maybe yeah. during the the after you sit through one uh maybe you you head back to that room you know get a little snack a little snack yeah. snack do what, you what guys are you going for what are you going for uncle jerry okay so here here's what we got 
we got our, our worship pastor had this brilliant idea. He's like, I know that there's people in the church who's like their gift is maybe not to be a greeter because they don't have that that bubbly personality of somebody we'd want to be greeting. Maybe they can't sing. They're not gifted to teach, but maybe hospitality is real high and they have a gift to cook. And so he had this idea to just put up a slide in our rotating slides that said, we're looking for a worship hospitality team. All you have to do is make food on Sunday mornings, bring it in and just sit with the team. You can pray with us and then just, you just come hang out with us. And I thought there is no way in the world anyone's going to sign up for that. Hmm. Every weekend is full of people who, and a lot of times it's husbands, husbands and wives, they'll get up, they'll make a big breakfast for the team and then they'll bring it in and then they'll just sit and they'll hang out between the services. They'll join us for prayer time and just be around. And it has been so cool um, for a couple of people who were having a hard time trying to find a place to connect in and they're, they're willing to, to do that. And so there is one weekend out of, out of each month where the husband and wife team, they bring in breakfast enchiladas. Oh no, that sounds oh, amazing. Oh yes. And it's all like all from scratch. They make homemade salsas and homemade um, sauces, like an avocado cream sauce to put over the top. They go crazy. They'll have one that's just like mild and then one with jalapenos in it. I'm telling you what, I don't care if I've already had breakfast. If I walk in and that thing is happening, I will stuff myself because it is fantastic. So my go-to in the green room is the breakfast enchiladas. Man, that sounds amazing. Right? And, and again, it's a place. What a great idea. Yeah, it was something we needed because we were asking our worship team to do it. Mm-hmm. We were like, hey, mm-hmm. each, you know, each week would a different worship team member be willing to bring breakfast in for everybody? Man, that's tough. Especially like if you're a younger, younger person and you've got two or three kids at the house and you're trying to make breakfast for the team and just get there on time by eight o'clock for rehearsals. Um, but you know, so asking some people and there were some people that couldn't find a place to serve that absolutely found their niche. That's really cool. That's really, what a great idea too. I mean, and you know, not that this was the motivation, but it's, there's a budgetary impact to that as well. It saves, saves budget money, you know, it it does. And then again, just having those in for prayer to see what happens behind then It's just, it's just, it's an awesome idea. So what about you? What's your go-to? That's fantastic. Well, certainly, um, if there's Chick-fil-A around, I'm going for those nuggets, man. And I, I am not going grilled. Oh, really? I'm going breaded, fried Chick-fil-A nuggets. They are delicious. So Chick-fil-A nuggets, that would be one of mine, you know, certainly yeah. Pop-Tart. I'm Ooh. a Pop-Tart, Pop-Tart guy. What kind of Pop-Tart? Uh, What's your go-to Pop-Tart? Okay, I got two. I have two go-to. Well, I probably have more than two, but my two top, my top two are the frosted strawberry. Oh, yes. I love those. I absolutely love those. And then I will do the uh, uh, brown sugar cinnamon without frosting. Ew, I can't do any of them without frosting. See, I think the frosting makes it a little too sweet for me, but man, that the pay, you get that you get a sense of the pastry if you don't if Ooh. you take the and I don't know if you can call pop tarts pastries, but I call them pastries, you know. I'm so fancy that way. Um <laughs> So I, you know, pop tart, you know, some almonds. Oh, I, okay. I, I don't eat a lot before I sing, um, because that's not good for anyone. Yeah. Um, and so I, but man, after, you know, Sunday morning, I've told you we have three services after our set in the, in the last service, I go to the green room and I hit it hard because <laughs> I'm usually awesome. really hungry by then. Okay. So check this out. Going back to the pop tarts. Um, I'm, I'm a strawberry frosted all day. Like mm, that's, that's my jam. So, so, you know what my wife turned me on to, and I didn't even know this was a thing. You toast it and then put butter on it. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's next. I level. didn't know that was a thing. And it is the only other thing my wife's taught me that was even more, um, revolutionary than that is she taught me the proper way to eat a cupcake. Did you know there's a proper way? I did not know there's a proper way. So how many times do you go to take a bite of a cupcake and to try to get a good bite with a good ratio of, of frosting and cupcake? It's tough. So either it's too much cake or it's too much frosting, right? Mm. So what my wife does is she takes the cupcake, breaks it in half, and then puts it on top of the frosting. So now the, the frosting is sandwiched between two cupcake halves. It's a cupcake. And now, Sammy. 
Yes, it's like a cupcake, almost like an Oreo. And then when you take a bite, it's the perfect ratio of cake and frosting. Ooh, that is delicious, man. That sounds awesome. I'm going to try that. Hey, Worship Leader Probs Nation, you're welcome. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. You know what? I left one one thing off. Oreos, man. Oreos. Oh, really? And here's the deal. I'm I'm a golden Oreo guy. Oh, those are good. Oh, they're so good. You know what else I've noticed about you too, though, and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it. Whenever we've chatted and things are stressed out at work, your go-to stress eat are Doritos. They are, yeah. And I, in fact, I I don't keep them in the green room for that very reason. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nacho cheese, man. I'm a, I'm a I'm at level one, the the original Dorito. Uh, oh man, they're so. That's funny. Mm. Mm. Got to love me some green room snacks. And the best part is. We're going out and getting some Doritos tonight. (laughs) Are you stressed? No, just kidding. (laughs) No, I love. And then sometimes, you know, like when I'm working, I'm like, man, I'm starved right now. Oh, I can go hit a little green room snack real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell my worship pastor. (laughs) But awesome. Well, guys, hey, we're really excited for our interview this week. Uh, I think we made a new friend and a man by the name of Stephen Miller. Uh, Stephen's a worship pastor, and uh, we're just really excited to get to share uh, episode one with Stephen Miller. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, man. Hello, man. It's good to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, so a lot of things in common as we were chatting a little bit before we started recording. We got a couple of Cardinals fans. Yeah, man. I, uh, cool. I was pretty excited to hear that, man. That's, they're, they're Absolutely. Absolutely. Been my team. Uh, I spent five years in St. Louis and, uh, and so got to, you know, that, the one thing about everybody in St. Louis, it doesn't matter what your background is, doesn't matter your religion, your race, your economic status, anything like that. On game day, man, everyone's wearing red. And uh, there's some, <laughs> something about that that just reminds me of the gospel. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so, Did okay. you see, like, if there were. Se- I was just going to say, did you see if you had like Sunday games, was there like a big change in attendance at the church? Um, I mean, we had five services. So oh, yeah. if, if there was a, if there was a game on Sunday, you know, maybe more people went to Saturday night or something like that. Um, yeah. but, uh, a lot of the players actually went to our church. So, um, of course during season, you know, they were hit or miss, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just so they just so they hit you with the tithe, man. That's all you need. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't really care that you know, just give me your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good friend that serves just outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he said on on game day, not only everyone's in black and gold, but like many people don't show up for church That's because they're amazing. in the game, you know. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, we never really had that issue with the Rams whenever I was in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, they're pretty good now, though. They're pretty good yeah. now. Wow. Yeah. Well, and a bunch of those guys actually went to our church, too. Uh, one of the running backs, um, he actually proposed to his wife at our church. And one of our Saturday night, Saturday night services, we were doing a marriage series, and uh, we actually married them uh, during the during a That's service. Awesome. That's awesome. It was really fun. So the entire team, you knew, you knew who was a Ram because the whole back two rows were like, Seven foot tall, three hundred pounds. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah. So that's awesome. awesome. Dude. So, so tell us a little bit. Where Where are you serving right now? Uh, yeah, man. I am uh, at a church in San Antonio called Mission City Church. Uh, used to be awesome. Used to be called Castle Hills Church, and before that, it was called Castle Hills First Baptist Church. So it's been through a few. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of transition over the last four years, but uh, kind of a legacy church here in San okay. Antonio uh, has has a long history with our community. Uh, great church. It was actually kind of one of the first like charismatic Baptist churches, which wow. uh, Whoa. so uh, yeah, man. And and at the same time, it sort of went through a lot of junk uh, and has has shrunk from a few thousand to you know. Uh, it was about down to 400 um, before I came on and the pastor and I have been uh, kind of replanting the church. So, uh, you know, we, we moved to mission city church. We're multi-site now. Uh, And so, 
you know, it's just a new day and God has really been blessing what he's doing there. And, uh, it's, it's a really exciting place, man. People are, uh, they, they love the Lord. Like the ones who have really stuck it out and stuck with it are, are passionate lovers of Jesus. Uh, they're excited about God and, um, I'm really excited. I really do think the, the best days are ahead uh, as we as we do revitalize and replant this church here. Um, it's it's yeah. really fun. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's encouraging to hear. Um, I my church uh, we're in a major transition. Our senior pastor left back in April, and uh, you know we were a church of fifteen, sixteen hundred, <laughs> yeah. and now you know not that big anymore. Sure. And so. Yeah. Um, but I, I understand what you say, like the ones that have stayed um, and they're just, they're on board. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, there's still things to figure out, but like, that's interesting hearing you say like uh, the best is yet to come. I just, yeah. I don't know. That brings a lot of encouragement to me mm. just in the situation mm. I'm in. So, yeah, man. And I, I think a lot of people Appreciate can that. deal with that. I think what we don't quite know how to deal with is everyone wants, you know, the numbers to, to grow, you know? And yes. how do you deal with uh, when when they don't? How do you deal with whenever exactly. you have a big army and God's like, "All right, let's let's get you three hundred. How about that? You know what I mean? Mm. Exactly. And that's really discouraging. It can be really discouraging. So I have been super encouraged as uh, I've come in, sort of on the back end of a lot of the pruning that has happened, and I call it pruning because it's it's really good uh, mm. for the body here. Um, and it's it's making it a healthier place uh, that my pastor has just had the integrity and the character and the endurance um, and the and the humility and patience to really stick with his guns on what he believes that the Lord has called him to do. And in wow. the midst of that, whereas a church really should be uh, uh, hurting financially, uh, instead yeah. God is just like miraculously provided. Uh, immense amounts of money that that don't make sense uh to where awesome. you know like like our church building was originally built in 1970 i think and everything about that building up until last year was original 1970 uh the Whoa. same blue mildewy carpet uh the same <laughs> disgusting uh you know pews and everything like that well two years ago um when they built the sanctuary they 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 thought it was a good idea to make the ceiling like the middle part of the of the ceiling in the sanctuary like a stained glass roof and oh no and what they didn't realize is the sun's going to bake people and no one's going to sit in the middle and so like, like oh, wow. two weeks in man like they covered it up uh but they didn't oh, wow. like make it not glass anymore and so 2 years ago a hailstorm came through and like oh, no. legit destroyed the church and uh oh, my goodness insurance paid for a total renovation so wow. like so like without the church having to do a capital campaign or anything like that god was just like boom here you go uh and then, that's fantastic that's awesome. yeah and we had enough people meeting uh coming from like our northwest area uh that we started in our northwest campus up at this dance hall um, and a lady, uh, died and that's never a good thing, but whenever she died, she left the church a few million dollars and wanted it to go toward this land to buy the Northwest campus, uh, a land, you know, uh, wow. to have a home. so like all kinds of stuff that just doesn't make sense. God is building this church on his own without our help. We've, we've been able to wow. do a lot of stuff in a very short period of time, just because he's providing a way. Uh, and we're not having to really do anything. So, oh, that's um, incredible. so it's kind of, it's kind of miraculous. Yeah. It's kind of miraculous. That's incredible. Now, how long have you been there? So I came on in May, um, in May. May 14th is my first day. Yeah. So, uh, moved how long from has Dallas. the pastor been there? Uh, he's been there for four years. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and you said yeah, you were so. saying you moved from Dallas. Yeah. I had been at uh, a pretty large Baptist church in the Dallas area. Uh, before that. And it just felt like, you know, the season there was kind of up and I, I know every worship leader listening to this knows what that means. So, uh, you know, um, but man, it, it just felt like, yeah, it, this is, this is time for a new season. Uh, it was kind of a difficult transition uh, for us because we had just brought home uh, two kids from China. We, we have a large, I have a, I have a pretty big family. Um, 
So I have seven kids. Uh, <laughs> two, of, two of them are from China. Two are from Ethiopia. Uh, and, you know, we adopted a 12-year-old little girl uh, with some special needs and uh, a two-year-old little boy with some special needs. Uh, kind of thinking we were going to be in Dallas for a while. And then pretty quickly after uh, we, we brought our kids home from China, it was like, eh, maybe, maybe it's time to move on. So, um, so we, we, we are now in San Antonio, man. And I just feel like uh, without jinxing it, like sort of in a sweet spot here, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, uh, God has just really rewarded um, us after years of just praying and, and seeking in, it's kind of interesting when you move around a lot and we, we have, um, it's, it, it's really easy to kind of just wonder if you're ever going to get to stay somewhere very long. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, but, but for whatever reason, the Lord does tend to move us a lot. So here it's, I almost had this sense, like, I think we're going to be here a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's great. yeah, that yeah. So there's cool. a lot of, see, there's a lot of work to so do you for have a long time. Six adopted children. I have I have seven kids. Four are adopted. Three are biological. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. My wife and I are in the process of adopting right now. That's awesome, man. What uh, what are you doing? Uh, domestic, international, foster care. Domestic. It'll be a domestic infant adoption. Very cool, man. Wow. So that's yeah. Huge. So that's we've been uh, waiting family for about a little over a year. Wow. So we were, we were told eighteen to twenty four months, and so yeah. Now the we're getting closer. Uh, we're going to start working on the nursery and stuff. That's so. awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's, That's incredible. Okay. So nine of you, what's yeah. the automobile, what's the automobile situation for <laughs> nine people? So, so the funny story, you know, I, uh, we had adopted before two kids, um, from Ethiopia. So we had, you know, we had four and then my wife was like, Hey, is it crazy that I want to have another kid? And I'm like, no, babe, like you're a great mom. Let's have another kid. Let's have another kid. And, uh, and so after a couple of times trying for a while, uh, we had a couple of miscarriages in there, which, you know, that's horrible. Uh, but God gave us, uh, Ethan. And so we had five kids and I was like, man, we're good. We're good to go. Uh, but then she's like, Hey, don't get mad. (laughs) 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 But I feel like we're supposed to adopt again. And, uh, after a little bit, like I was like, let me pray about it. And, and I just really felt like, man, God God loves adoption. God wants to put Mm. uh, kids in families who don't have families. He he is the father, the fatherless. And so, yeah, babe, let's go. We got one more seat left in our suburban. Let's go for it. (laughs) And, uh, and that was as easy as that for me, honestly. And, uh, and about halfway through the adoption process, she comes to me, she's like, don't get mad. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, okay, where are we going? And she's like, I, I really believe that we're supposed to have two. Uh, we're supposed to adopt two right now concurrently. And I said, well, I'm not hearing the Lord on that. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to pray and uh, we're going to ask God, you know, what to do. And man, I prayed for like two months and didn't, didn't feel like I got a word from the Lord. And, and then just, the same thing kept coming to mind. I was like, you already know my answer. You've read the word, like you've read my word and you know mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you guys need to get over this and, and, and do, or you need to get over this. Your wife's already on board. You need to get on board. And so, um, man, that, that created a problem with our vehicle because now all of a sudden, we need to be- <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> it's really difficult to, you don't want a 15 passenger van, but you don't want like yeah. a Ford that, you know, looks like you're carrying around, you know, FedEx mail. Uh, and then you also don't want to look like a child molester. So what do you do <laughs> to get a vehicle big enough for that many people? Uh, and like somewhere along the way, like my wife found this group on, uh, on Facebook for like envy Nissan envy families. And man, like as far as big vans go, Nissan Envy is a pretty sweet van. And like you go, you go on these Facebook group, this Facebook group, and there's like people like with it all pimped out. It's like got like gigantic mud tires and like a grill guard and like floodlights, a tow winch and all kinds. Of, you're just like, all right, this is like Mr. T. I, I can do this, you know? Um, I can get on board with that. I can do this. So we've got this big old Nissan Envy one ton 3500 van. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a beast, but it's awesome. It fits us all. And she's like, you know, we've got room for more now. (laughs) Oh no. Don't be mad. (laughs) 
Tell me that. Tell me a little bit about um, Grace for the Millers on yeah, YouTube. Man. Yeah, so uh, we we obviously have a very different family. Um, I think in, everywhere we go, uh, people kind of tend to stop and stare um, because we have a very large, very diverse family. Um, and so, and we also really love to travel and we love to just have fun and do, do exciting things together. We're pretty adventurous family. And so, um, man, like about a year ago, we started really thinking about what, you know, what's, what's this next season look like for us. And, uh, initially we were like, what if we, what if we did like a show or something, you know? Yeah. Um, we could call it like adventure for nine or something like that. You know? And uh, I was like, well, that's dumb, uh, which I'm the one who up with it, <laughs> so I can say my idea is dumb. Um, but then, uh, you know, it just, we kind of kept coming up with this slope, like where grace guides will go. And, um, and it was during the transition from Dallas. And so uh, grace for the Millers just kind of came out and uh, we, we started off with this YouTube channel uh, yeah. just by doing one, one video, our adoption story. Um, and it like went pretty viral, not like viral, 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 but like, I think it's going to have like uh, a half a million hits sometime at some, at some point. Oh, oh. And so well, I, mean, like, I noticed you have 28,000 subscribers to the, to the account. Yeah. So. Man, like, like, so people just looked at that video and, and so then after that, we did like a meet the Millers video where we would t- were telling our story about how, how we came to be the Millers that we are. And, uh, it just, I think people just, there's something, um, really fascinating to people about a really big yeah. family that like, isn't just a ball of crazy, you know? Uh, yeah. but like yeah. my kids are cool and they are beautiful <laughs> and they genuinely love each other and you can just see it. And I think people are attracted to that. And so it's kind of grown. I mean, we've only been doing it since August, but uh, um, my wife is really the brains behind it. Like she, um, we, we talked about it. I kind of taught her how to do video editing and, and we have like a, a, a weekly or every other week kind of planning meeting. And what do we want to do this next couple of, of weeks? What are we going to do video wise? What are we going to, and our kids are just all champs and like, it's just been fun, man. It's been really, really, really fun. So that's awesome. That's cr- that, yeah, that's so cool. I I, I watched a couple of videos. It, it was really fun watching, and your your family looks awesome, dude. They're great, man. I I like I'm like so humbled that like I get to be these kids' dad because they're so much cooler than I am. You know, like I don't <laughs> like I I didn't even know how they got so cool. This is, I mean, it's obviously got to be their mom. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we we've got Stephen Miller, the worship pastor. Yeah. So. And so many that are listening understand what if the weight of that. Yeah. And then we have uh, Grace for the Millers. Yeah. So that's a huge project you guys are undertaking. Yeah. And then I see Dadicus Photography. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so you're you're a photographer too. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever sleep, dude? You know, like <laughs> not much. Yeah. So <laughs> the story behind Dadicus, like I, you know, it's like a play on To Kill a Mockingbird, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but my kids call me Dadicus. Uh, they think it's funny. And so one day I was like, honestly, this is just straight truth on it. I really love photography. I, I, I was doing it for a hobby for a while. And, uh, and we had brought our kids up from China. And to be frank, like it's very expensive to adopt. Uh, it, 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 oh, yeah. it takes a lot, yes, it a is. lot of resources, a lot of time. Um, a lot of frustration and paperwork and all kinds of stuff like that. But we, we didn't quite raise enough, uh, for our adoption. And so we had to take out a loan and, and we got the kids home and I was just kind of like, what are we going to do? I'm a pastor. Like, what am I going to do? And, uh, and so one day I was praying to the Lord, like God, like provide a way to like get rid of it, like to take care of this, uh, this kind of debt that we have. Cause we don't like having debt, the, the borrower, slave to the lender kind of thing. And uh, I was taking a photo of something at the time, I don't remember what, and I, I could feel, not audibly, but like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, like, hey, the tool's in your hand, like, start using it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, well, God, I'm not uh, good enough to charge people for these things because, you know, what if they don't like it? And and he's just like, yeah. suck it up and be a man and go take some 
<laughs> essentially it's how my relationship with the Lord works. And, uh, <laughs> and so man, like I, uh, I put a feeler out there and just said like, Hey, I'll do, you know, I'm going to do some like Christmas photo sessions or something for 75 bucks. And I'm going to do 10. And within like an hour, I had 40 bookings. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> maybe I should have charged more. <laughs> but, it, but it was like a, a really easy entry. And it was kind of baptism by fire on how to do all this the way that I do it. So now, you know, I don't, I don't take nearly that many shoots because I charge quite a bit more. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've been able to do wedding photography, um, which, you know, that's, that's kind of a good little deal. I can do a wedding yeah. every couple of months and, and that helps take care of some of our medical bills. Our son had to have bi- bilateral brain surgery last year. Uh, yeah, I saw some of those videos. So, you know, between that and our daughter, uh, when she came home, she was 12, she didn't have like any teeth. Um, she had, oh, she had a cliff lip and palate that had been. Uh, partially repaired, but uh, it, it messed with her teeth. And so, you know, there's just a lot that comes along with, um, and, 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 and it's totally worth every single bit of it, but there's a lot that comes oh, yeah. along with bringing home, uh, you know, special needs kids. And so uh, the Lord really did provide in that season through photography. And um, so it's still something that I do and love. I just don't do it like 40 days a month. <laughs> which, yeah. yeah. It's only yeah. 30. So do that now. Well, that's how it felt, so. bro. I gotta say they're they're fantastic. Your color your color grading that you use is on point, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, I love it. It looks it looks fantastic. Man, thank you very much. That's incredible. Okay, so um, we have these five questions that we call the Frank Five that we take everybody <laughs> through. And, you know, like be as honest as you feel comfortable being with these two people that you don't really know. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the first one, Jerry, if that's all right. Um, so tell us if you would, a little bit about your journey into ministry. Like, where did you grow up? How did you find your way into worship ministry? Yeah. So I, you know, I grew up, uh, I'm an eighties kid. And so, uh, I grew up in the, uh, every small town in Oklahoma you could think of. And no matter where we went, we would just find the first Baptist church of you name it, small town in Oklahoma. And, uh, and every, you know, everywhere we went, there was this kind of three piece suit, uh, George W. Bush comb over, you know, Pavarotti type voice worship leader who would, you know, I call him hand wavy guy. Uh, and, and they were singing these crazy epic timpani renditions of hymns and all kinds of things. And so like for me, uh, church music was not appealing at all. Uh, but as I, as I grew up and, um, really I surrendered to ministry in high school. Um, I, I was in the bedroom, like lying on the floor in our little, our little, uh, duplex that we lived in. My dad had just left my mom for another woman. And I think I was just kind of in this crisis of belief and, oh, wow. and asking the Lord, like, okay, like, what the heck are you doing here? Um, and in that time, like the Lord used a song uh, by a band called Jersey Clay, which you know, mm. they're great. If you're, if you're from the era that I'm from, you know, Jersey mm. Clay, uh, but they had a song. So many, called, so many thoughts are coming back right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a song called worlds apart. Uh, oh yes. And then the line, did you really have to die for me? All I am for all you are like, I was totally wrecked out lying on the floor in our little duplex bedroom bawling my eyes out asking god okay god like all of you you deserve all of me like what do you want and and so i i surrendered ministry but i really didn't know what that meant um for me because church music was not appealing uh but then that summer man i saw for the first time ever a band leading worship at my camp even before that like at camp it's even like a choir and orchestra uh and so like yeah so that summer, my my sophomore year, I saw a band and I was like, oh my gosh, like I could totally do this. Like, I feel like this is maybe what I'm supposed to do. And of course, you know, everyone wants to be in a band. So I didn't quite trust myself and went home and prayed about it. And then my, uh, my student pastor came up to me a couple of weeks later and asked if I would like to lead worship for our student ministry. And so uh, we had a band in the student ministry. It was called Zoo, Z-E-W, which, you know, only Christian kids would do that. Uh, but, (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like when you spelled cool with k-e-w-l uh, <laughs> yeah that's sort of how i felt we were so cool and uh you know it, it we had a coach guy named jimmy who uh he was an older guy and he would sit in all our, all of our rehearsals and just tell us when we sucked uh you know get better he, that, there was a moment I, I i distinctly remember i was i was over 300 pounds in high school and so um you know there were two other girls on our on our worship team and at one point we were all jumping around because we thought it was cool to jump around and worship and jimmy like stops the song he's like guys guys listen you're jumping around and your boobs are flopping everywhere and like (laughs) you just can't do that steven you gotta stop (laughs) and i was like thanks jimmy i appreciate that but you know, and and like there was a day where I used to sweat profusely, man. Like my armpits would be like just pit stains all the way down to my legs. And he was like, oh, wow. he's like, Stephen, I can't focus on worship because you're sweating on your armpits so bad. At least wear black. <laughs> so that began my I'm only wearing black for over a decade kind of thing but you know wow. that, Fantastic. that's the opening that's the beginning of my worship leading you know quote wow, unquote man, you're still doing it that's incredible man yeah. jimmy so brought if you the can sled. survive that jimmy just knew knew how to get get me hard hard shell on the outside <laughs> ready for ready for critique i guess yeah so you know and then out of high school uh there's a little church in austin that was kind of planting at that time called austin stone and uh and so uh, the pastor there, Matt, uh, we got into that church and, uh, we're in a home group with Matt and, uh, Matt, Matt really encouraged me. He was like, dude, like I, I was really struggling with, do I need to go to college? Do I need to, do I need to really like study for this? But not every, every program in college seemed like they wanted to turn me into hand wavy guy. And so, uh, <laughs> Matt was like, man, you, you just need reps. Like you need to do it as much as you can. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's for five people or 500, it doesn't matter if it's for free or paid, like you just need to get reps in. And here, by the way, is a stack of books, the size of your bedroom, uh, read all these. And they're not like, they're, they're like theology books and, and really thick, uh, spiritual leadership books and things like, not like how to lead worship books, but like who is God and make sure your theology. Yeah. And if your theology is right and you're getting in the reps, everything else to take care of itself. And, uh, and then, you know, I'd lead and I had a group of mentors around me who would tell me when I was being a knucklehead. Uh, and at that point, a wife who was telling me when I was being a knucklehead, which is always handy because she generally hears the spirit more than I do. And so, uh, that was really my, man, that was really my, my whole like pathway into worship leading. I, I was leading about five nights a week, uh, wow. for wow. Student ministry, adult ministry, singles ministry, college ministry, you know, men's events, whatever, like that, whatever would allow me to do it, whether it was paid or not. Um, and, and so it was kind of just like this and all the while I'm running a rodeo arena during the day for my job. So, uh, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of time. Your life is fascinating to me, man. (laughs) You you are the world's most interesting man. man. Hey man, stay thirsty, my friend. There's a lot of time to memorize scripture whenever you're like cleaning out horse poop. So uh, (laughs) you're by yourself. You're it's it's uh, pretty formative. I'll tell you that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So that's awesome, dude. So okay, so tell us what's a fun fact about Stephen Miller? Like, what's something that like nobody else would know? Oh man, I don't know if there's anything about me that nobody else would know because I'm a loud mouth. Like I never shut up. My wife will tell you like this guy doesn't ever stop talking. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I think, um, I, like I'm a travel, I'm kind of, I've got wanderlust pretty bad. Like I love to travel, uh, see the world. Um, I'm a mountain guy and a beach guy and an old city guy and a whatever, like it doesn't really matter. In fact, there's a line, uh, the first line on this song on my new record that's coming up. Uh, it's called home. And the, and the lyric says, there's a million miles I've traveled in my head. I can't shake the need for somewhere else instead. 
And so wow. if, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, uh, I'm like tied Enneagram seven and Enneagram three. So like highly driven, but also like give me all the experiences all the time. Like my band guys, wow. my, my band guys will joke with me because, you know, they've got this times 50 thing. They're like, why well, have one hot wing when you can have 50 hot wings, you know? <laughs> Why well, have, well, have one guitar track when you can have 50 guitar tracks in the song? You know, that kind of thing. So, like, that's kind of me. Like, uh, almost excess to, to, to a fault, which, uh, I, you know, I try to keep in check and don't always do so well at. But, uh, you know, the, the travel thing, there's a real sense of, like... Mm. So, uh, if, if you listen to Sleeping at Last at all, uh, amazing songwriter uh the guy's an amazing songwriter and he just came out with this enneagram uh series and the enneagram seven song is like oh my gosh that is it's like <laughs> i'm gonna run to the, i'm gonna cross that bridge i'm gonna climb that mountain and i don't care if anybody's with me <laughs> you know like so, yeah uh it, so like that would probably be um i don't know if it's necessarily something that people don't know about me mm-hmm. but i don't know that people would ne- maybe know the extent of that um, that is sometimes wow. like a gigantic joy to me and sometimes a gigantic frustration to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sure. you know what I mean? So Absolutely. Do, do you, do you like hate being shackled up? I hate being shackled up. I need, <laughs> so like if you ever get where you feel like people are trying to put some handcuffs on you, do you just get all like, I just like go all Conor McGregor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Get down, <laughs> little Schwarzenegger. Everybody, get to the chopper. <laughs> okay, that's so, probably uh, another thing you maybe don't know. I, I do a lot of impersonations. Um, oh, that, well, then I'm excited for the rest of the. So that's yeah, I haven't yeah, done yeah. very many yet, but so like if if you uh, if you watch the Grace for the Millers uh, YouTube channel, you'll see a lot of this. And there was one lady who made a comment the other day. So does Steven do like impersonations 75% of the time or only like 50% of the time? And I was like, uh, probably 75% of the time, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a problem for sure. So it's awesome. Wow. Well, Steven is a really cool dude, man. Can you imagine how busy he is? I, I, all those kids and all the things he's trying to do. It's crazy. Good Lord. Hey, and he's got new music out. Make Actually, sure you go hit that up on the iTunes. Steven with P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Miller. Yep, and it's the album's called Behold. Um, I've got a copy of the, of the CD right here in my hands, and it is good. I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, he's a solid dude, man. And, uh, you know, he's got books out there, worship leaders. We are not rock stars. We certainly, we all need to be reminded of that. Um, That's right. But, yeah, Stephen Miller. And he's awesome. uh, serving down there at worship, at uh, Castle Hills Church in San Antonio. San Antonio. Right. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Um, do us a favor. Would you like it? Uh, would you go to your favorite podcast app and uh, download, subscribe, give us a five-star rating? We always appreciate the love and support that you're giving us, and uh, we're just so thankful for you, the listeners. And so until next time, see ya. Do soon.